Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean condition environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Hello and welcome to News Without Ink. I'm Scott Sewell, Assistant Sports Editor here at the Sumter Item, and I'm joined by Executive Editor Kayla Green. Kayla is back this week to get you caught up on the week that was in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. All right, Kayla, the National Championship is in the books. We talked about it last week, and I think we both picked correctly, didn't we? I think we, I think we did. I don't remember what our <laughs> score predictions were. Mine, mine was 42-38 and 42-35, so okay. I'm somewhere near that. Okay. <laughs> so, and I think it would have gotten closer if uh, Clemson didn't just fall apart in the middle of the third quarter. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I think that was the longest game. <laughs> that has ever been played, or yeah. it seems like it at least. They they That's made a, a key scheduling mistake in the Sewell household in that they went head to head with The Bachelor at eight p.m. Oh no! So and uh, who won? The Bachelor. Well, The Bachelor right. was on the big TV. I was watching the game on my phone, so ah. had to had to second screen it. But you know, I got to I got to see the drama in both unfold. So I had a you know drama filled night last night. Right. Was it the most <laughs> exciting game? The most dramatic <laughs> game that you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Did you? Get I to just watch revealed myself that I've that it, means that I have watched The Bachelor that, before, well, but that's okay. I have watched many of The Bachelor. I'm a big Bachelor fan. I'm not a, not afraid to. Right. Well, so I this. I, I guess. I am a little ashamed to admit it. It's but, okay. Yeah. You have a wife. Yeah, but exactly. We'll just well, put that out there. She would. She would tell you though. I'm the one that got her watching. Ah, the so. okay, okay. <laughs> so who who are you who are you rooting for on, on this one? So we'll go we'll go from score predictions to Rose predictions. To Rose predictions. Uh man, that is a good question. <laughs> this is the Bachelor, uh, you know, you know, right? So it's ba- it's Bachelor female contestants. Exactly. Okay. You know what? There's this whole subplot going with uh, Hannah Brown, who was mm-hmm. the the bachelorette last year who mm-hmm. allowed uh, the the current bachelor to get to like the top three and uh, she came this in the first couple mm. episodes this year and she seems to regret her mistake so I kind of hope there's something at the end where Hannah Brown tries to come back and uh, and that works out reclaim her territory exactly yeah. for the drama and uh, you'll never expect what happens next <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that that's what I'm rooting for. All right, let's anyway. move into uh, let's move into some of the top stories from last week, and um, so it looks like one of the shootings from last year in September uh, got a little bit of resolution uh, last week in that um, there three teens were arrested for a, a Sumter uh, murder. Yeah, um, so I th- we've talked about it a couple times last year was a really hard year um, for law enforcement and for families of these. Uh, people who have both been victims and arrested uh, for these homicides, but there were 15 homicides in Sumter County last year. There were only seven in 2018, so uh, law enforcement was quite busy last year dealing with all these homicides, and there was one in September. um, It was an attempted armed robbery and home invasion, and three teenagers were just arrested for it. we don't know their names or anything because they're protected by laws that you can't really, they don't have to release names on juveniles. And this is actually one, 
I, I think it had actually come up before, but maybe I'm just realizing it a little late, but that in last July a law changed so that you, South Carolina used to be able to prosecute 17-year-olds as adults, and a law recently changed so that 17-year-olds are considered juveniles, so they're protected under, you know, just public record. We don't know who they are. Um, and the this is the now, that was the second to last case, um, second to last homicide from 2019 that had not seen an arrest yet. So now they're only the most recent one. It happened in November. Um, they're still searching for a suspect. So all the other cases, you know, I don't, none of those cases have been resolved yet. You know, no one's been tried and found guilty or innocent yet, but people have been arrested for all the other ones. The, the ages just jump off the screen. Yeah, on that it's one. 15, crazy. 16 and 17 year yeah. olds. Yeah. Uh, senseless, uh, ridiculous crime. And, uh, at least, um, you know, like you'd mentioned, the, they, they've been busy. The, uh, uh, the Sumter um, police officers have mm-hmm. been busy, but at least uh, um, they've uh, made arrests in nearly all of them. So that's, that's yeah. encouraging. And we'll probably talk about this on the podcast next week, but um, right now, actually, over the weekend and uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, there um, there's a conference being held through churches called a Corner to Corner. I, uh, I didn't write that down, so I should remember it. But there's a conference being held right now um, with leaders of churches in the community um, in some of these communities where a lot of these shootings have been happening to try to talk, you know, tr- to figure out ways to curb violence. Um, it's kind of an anti-violence um, conference. So hopefully there's some resolutions or some new ideas from that. But that that is a direct response from this kind of uptick in violence. Gotcha. So. All right. Moving on to the next story. Uh, lawmakers um, have to make a decision over Santee Cooper. Um, I, I noticed at the back end of a, I noticed that mention at the back end of an article that I thought was really interesting as well about um, uh, the the budget surplus in South Carolina has uh, so debate about getting some extra money to teachers right as yep. as well I know that's not on a that's not on our list here no, but I just it just stuck out to me it. as uh, it's uh, they've got a 1.8 billion dollar mm-hmm. surplus and uh, there's potentially three thousand. Um, three thousand uh, dollars to each teacher has been proposed. Yes, the governor proposed um, to do a blanket increase for every teacher throughout South Carolina for th- a three thousand dollar raise um, as part of the solution to how to spend this one point eight billion dollar surplus. And just kind of as a uh, education reform is the top issue in the uh, in the session this year, which started this week. Um, Santi Cooper is probably the second biggest issue that they're going to be talking about. So just kind of, you know, in general, how, how they're going to be spending that money, what they're going to be doing with it. And, um, yeah, again, like, yeah, two, two different topics, but they're all, those are, those are definitely the two headlining issues of the session this year. So, but, um, with, and the, the $1.8 billion is some of it is one-time funds and some of it's recurring. So they're going to have to figure out, you know, whether just, just what they're funding. And of course, Everyone wants it, so they're going to have to. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, actually, I heard something was when he was talking to uh, uh, on the radio the other morning, um, Senator Kevin Johnson, who represents Sumter and Clarendon County, he was saying that, you know, the budget's easy to, to write and the budget's easy to do when you don't have any money. But when you do have money, it's harder to write. So mm. it's because you have to figure out how to spend, <laughs> how to spend it, right? If you don't have anything exactly. to spend, then it's a lot easier to figure out. That's why my budgets are so easy. I know. I no wonder I've been having such an easy time. 
But yeah, so for the Sandy Cooper, you know, again, they're going to, they have to figure out, it's been a couple years of this ongoing debate, but whether to sell it or to keep it as a state-owned utility and just what the consequences of either of the decisions would be, um, they've kind of just been talking about it for a couple years and it seems like they're leading up to having to make an actual decision. I know, and, and people are pretty split on what they want. Um, Senator Thomas McElveen was the one that, uh, the Sumter representative that was, not representative, but you know, the representative person, okay. um, he's a senator, but who uh, Bruce Mills talked to for the story. And I know that he is not a proponent of selling it unless, you know, there's a really solid plan to figure out how, you know, the taxpayers would be affected and just to making making sure that it would um, bode well for all of us. So the C.T. Cooper Lakes have a lot of shoreline in Clarendon County, some in Sumter, but um, it. Selling it would have, selling it or keeping it affects every single taxpayer in South Carolina. But I mean, especially those those counties that have shorelines of uh, Lake Marion and Lake Moultrie, it will definitely affect because what people, what legislators who are not proponents of selling it are saying is that you know a private utility owner is not going to care about maintaining those lakes. So. Now, when it says during this session of General Assembly, is that saying is that saying just this year? At some point this year, they're going to make that decision. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So okay. yeah, the session started this week and it runs for a few months. Um, and so in South Carolina, the legislative sessions are actually two-year sessions. So this is the second year of two-year sessions. Yeah. Um, you know, so through the summer, I don't know the exact date, but any bill that has been filed last year or this year has to be passed or it's thrown out, and they have to start over next year for the because next year starts the a two-year session over. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, interesting news. Uh, let's move on then to Sumter's golf course, or at least a couple of the golf courses. Is there, or is it just one? Just one. Just one yes. golf course getting a facelift, yes. and it's already started. Yes. Um, Sunset Country Club has kind of been an icon in Sumter for a while. Um, it is now called Quixote Club. And someone asked, someone, I'll test someone, how do you spell that? But <laughs> not how you would think. I, I, I just saw it, or you could have. Yeah, so you were just looking at it on the honor piece paper. it wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, Quixote Club. The uh, um, Greg and Lewis Thompson are brothers. He uh, Greg Thompson of Thompson Construction. The the brothers purchased the country club and the golf course about a year ago. They've hired staff. They've gotten you know people ready to go, and now they are. Um, they're re- totally redoing all the greens. So they're, I mean, they're changing the whole course and they're totally renovating and changing the clubhouse. They're adding pro shop and I'm um, just kind of upgrading it nice. a little bit. So yeah, Jack, sure. J- uh, the Jack Nicholas's son, I mean, he designs golf courses, but he's designing it. Wow. Uh, all right. So now let's move into, we've got a new series and I, I read, uh, one of the columns here, the one by Calvin Hasey on Stonehill elementary school, I thought was really interesting, but, uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, Two columns so far have come out on those. One of them uh, is about a downtown Sumter barbershop, and then the other, Stonehill Elementary School and how it used to be a sort of hub of Shannon Town here in Sumter. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Which one should we start with? Let's start with the barbershop. <laughs> I don't like making decisions. Okay. <laughs> uh, the So Sh- our reporter, Shelby Goulding, had, came up with a cool idea because she's still kind of new to town, and, um, you know, she walks. We, we do a lot of – we do a business news kind of little – informational thing in the paper on Tuesdays and a or restaurant news on Tuesdays and business news on Wednesdays. But those both generally only 
um, talk about changes, you know, openings, closing, changes in hours and expansions and things like that. But she was walking around downtown one day and, you know, just saw a couple of businesses that she hadn't really noticed before. And But if it's a business that's just still around and there's no change in it, we can't really feature it in any of either of those other weekly series. So um, she came up with this Know Your Sumter series idea where it's kind of just little quick little spotlights on different businesses that are around, um, you know, just quick informational. So she walked into uh, the main attractions barber salon on North Main Street the other day and talked to them. And um, they are the home of the drifters. Did you know that? The, I, did, yeah. I did not know that. Um, yes. Terry Pinkney is the barber manager and his father, uh, Bill Pinkney is one of the original members of the Drifters. They are from Sumter. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So they have all this really cool stuff on the walls, and they have, like, autographed photos from presidents and all their, you know, whatever, platinum, I don't know, whatever type of records they have. So it's pretty cool, and they're right downtown. And they, you know, they're kind of, they're they're not hidden because they're on a corner, but they've been there for a while, so she uh, went in and told their story a little bit. So she'll be doing that every Friday in the paper and obviously online. To just kind of, you know, teach us a little bit about, um, I think she's going to start with downtown and then maybe expand from there. So just to kind of, you know, whether you're new or whether you just need a refresher, just to kind of learn your community. So I think I thought it was a cool idea. No, that's really neat. I, I love that. I love to give these uh, these small businesses some attention. I noticed one, a testament to the times here. Uh, one of these photos, kids just looking at his phone as he's getting his hair cut. Right. Uh, barbershop's supposed to be where you go. You talk and you communicate. You, well, yeah. You're and to, uh, connect with the community. And uh, he's just looking on his phone. Right. <laughs> well, so maybe he wasn't the, be- the best representation. But yeah. that is what the uh, main attractions, that is their kind of their goal is to keep that, you know, nostalgic yeah. feel where you do just kind of go in. That's kind of a community gathering place. Um, you know, they've kept a lot of like the old um design you know like wall designs and mm-hmm. things like Decor that and, yeah 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 i say that and I'm, i've got my phone right next to me it's not like you can't talk in as, we're fil- as we're as we're recording a podcast as we're recording a podcast yeah. so yeah exactly all right and then the next one was one i had read that i thought was a really cool look at uh, at some sumter history there in the 50s especially there was a little uh, it's about stonehill elementary and how it used to be a hub of shannon town and um uh, guest uh, guest column, I guess, from yeah. uh, Calvin Hasty. Yeah, he's a he's a city councilman. He kind of represents um, area South Sumter areas, and he is he. I, I we're hoping that it's going to be a regular column, um, ideally every Friday. So you know, just kind of bear with us. We'll new things. I don't <laughs> I don't ever like promising anything, yeah, no, just you. in case it doesn't happen. But ideally, he's going to be a weekly column. And he wants to really talk about um, Sumter's African-American history and kind of connecting it to the present and how to build on the future. Um, And he wanted to start off with this kind of history lesson on Stonehill Elementary School. It's the second oldest elementary school, um, African-American elementary school in Sumter. And Shannon Town now is most recently in the news for having some of their neighborhoods, some of their homes, um, uh, they got a community development block grant to tear some homes down, some old abandoned kind of dilapidated homes. Um, part of what he's doing is trying to build and create or have residents create neighborhood association or homeowners association so that they can, you know, better their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, that the Turkey, greater Turkey Creek area neighborhood association did was 
they tried to uh, get this grant so that they could get funding to have these houses torn down, you know, because they're eyesores so that they could rebuild mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and try to, re- uh, yeah, just start over a little bit and get that some of that blight out of their neighborhoods. But um, back in the day, Stonehill Elementary School was kind of the, the gathering place of this Shannon Town neighborhood, and it's where the Aquatic Center is now. So that's kind of how he connected it to the present and to the future was that that school is not there anymore. It's where um, the Seventh-day, Berea Seventh-day Adventist mm-hmm. Church is, and there, there's a little school there too. Um, but then just down the road is where the Aquatic Center is, and so now they're trying to have that be, kind of be the, you know, the center of the community for people to kind of gather and somewhere for people to go. So some of the people who went to that school – um, they all became educators. One of the, the people that uh, Mr. Hasty talked to was Jim Felder, who became, when he joined the military, he actually became um, the highest-ranking non-commissioned officer, which means that he, at the time when he um, was in the military, he ended up carrying uh, Kennedy's casket. Wow. He was one of the pallbearers because oh, wow. that's just one of the assigned pallbearers. Right. So. Really interesting. I thought it was a great little walk down uh, memory lane there mm-hmm. with him. And uh, one little uh, nugget that jumped out to me was about uh, everybody riding bikes, uh, the, the teachers riding bikes into, mm-hmm. into class and everything, and there weren't as many cars. And Bates Middle School, the reason it was built was to try to keep kids from crossing Old Manning Road and everything. Yeah, so, that massive road, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so really, uh, really cool new series. Uh, two great uh, articles to start that off. Uh, before, so we've got uh, now some ups, things coming up this weekend. Before we jump into that, I thought it might be a good idea just to give a tiny sports update. We do have our podcast called The Blitz, which uh, if you're not listening to and subscribing to, you should, uh, where uh, myself and Dennis Brunson break down in depth uh, uh, all the high school action and some college action and stuff uh, that's relevant here to our readers. Uh, let me just get you real quick some a quick update uh, from last week. The Sumter boys and girls uh, they swept Crestwood on Friday night. Uh, I was at that uh, both of those games. It was fun to uh, fun to see that rivalry. Crestwood girls had beaten Sumter girls, um, two of the top teams in the state in their respective. Uh, uh, classes. Um, Crestwood won 50 to 49 earlier uh, back on December 6th. Uh, this time, uh, Sumter girls got their re- revenge, pulled out a victory uh, relatively easily, pulled away uh, pretty big in the fourth. Uh, in the fourth to, to get a win there, uh, as Crestwood actually did try to make a little bit of a comeback, but uh, Sumter was able to, to beat that back. And then the boys won 60 to 38 pretty easily over Crestwood. I was expecting a more competitive game. Uh, was surprised to see the boys put up so many points. It's the most they've put put up all season long uh, and they held Crestwood to just 38 points so good uh, good outing by them it looks like Brian Brown has that team uh, humming as they get into the region play which begins tonight against uh, well on Tuesday night against Lugolf Elgin and then the last little bit real quick LMA beat Clarendon Hall that was a, a game 25 years in the making those two uh, Clarendon County schools hadn't played each other uh, since the 90s and uh, LMA got a 48-47 win uh, Clarendon Hall missed the uh, front end of a 1-1 one one free throw uh, with just about one second left that could have uh, tied it or sent it to overtime so uh, they have, why haven't they played since the 90s yeah I tried to get to the bottom of that no, <laughs> nobody nobody wanted to admit a reason uh 
is it's a touchy subject, okay. absolutely. Okay. Uh, but never uh, mind. And they don't want to be called rivals either. Uh, our our writer was on the scene and tried to interview both coaches. And well, you not, can't be if you that 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 was kind of play the once point. every thirty years. The, to the wider public, they they compete <laughs> for uh, they compete for players on a yearly basis, and you know they, these kids can go to either one of these private schools, and they're both everyone's trying to get them there. They're obviously right. there's some. Uh, there's some history with those schools and uh, and uh, fan I bet bases Dennis and, knows. Yeah, I'm sure Dennis knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ha- but has De- have have you ever asked Dennis something as background that he hasn't known? Oh no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no nope. I, can't, I can't think of anything. I mean, if you got specific into like who's the third leading scorer at Sumter High School in basketball, something Sumter High School right. probably doesn't even know the answer to that. That would probably get him. But anything else, if it's a stat that has been kept, that, yeah, then, then, he, yeah. then Dennis knows it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's the benefit of uh, yeah. thirty-four years in the, yeah. <laughs> in the business. All right, that's it. I just want to get you a little update here. I, I we always focus on news. I thought you might want a quick sports update if you're not listening to us on the Blitz, which you absolutely should be too. Make sure to go uh, subscribe and uh, and listen. Uh, uh, same frequency once a week we put something out kind of uh, recaps the past week and if you want to find all of them right all like both the blitz and news without inks just go to what our website our, itunes our everything website. yeah 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 so it's, it's all on there get your links there we've got uh some other ideas for podcasts that could be coming up so go to the website there's a link that says podcast and you'll see everything we've got there and like do you, i want to know what people want to hear about right yeah. If people want us to talk about something or if they have an idea for something or if they just have a question for yes. anyone, yeah. anyone at the item. Contact us. Yeah. Let us know. Jscott at the item.com, mm-hmm. Kayla at the item.com, sports at the item.com. <laughs> There's plenty of just type something. Just at the type item. some com. random names at the item.com. You'll get, get something eventually. It'll get to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it there. Let's, uh, let's jump in. Kayla, you, you circled a couple uh, upcoming uh, events that uh, look interesting to you. Yes. Um, so we celebrated, the item celebrated our 125th birthday, I guess in October. It's kind of like the whole year 